morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Salty Winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, and you're listening to The Salt, presented by Iliad Media, where we take an objective look at, uh, at news and politics today and shit on everything. Remember, not just to take your news with a grain of salt, but to take it with the salt. Today, we're going to be talking about exactly what Super Tuesday is with one of our research nerds, Casey Skaggs, a.k.a. Old Scallywag. Full disclosure, I didn't fully understand what it was uh, until talking with Casey today, so good fucking job, dude. Um, We're also going to talk some about the coronavirus scare in the U.S. and abroad, and just a little bit of personal experiences here, as always. First, though, shout out to the team here at The Salt, Research Richard Solano, a.k.a. Dirty Dick, Casey Skaggs, a.k.a. Old Scallywag, Madison the Intern, a.k.a. Madison the Sexy Intern, for doing our research and killing it. Also, shout out to the team at Iliad Media, uh, specifically Hannah Holtz, a.k.a. The Holtonator. She is a kick-ass writer, and uh, be sure to check out some of our articles at www.iliad.media if you want to know more about Russia and Ukraine. Last but not least, thanks to Cruise Control for making uh, uh, the beats you hear at the top of the show. Uh, Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. We love that shit, and definitely check out our Instagram. The handle is at the salt underscore podcast. We're going to start building a decent little community on there and uh, Salty Winches that are already on it. Thank you so much for being a part of the Order of the Salt. Now, let's get into some updates. Lots of coronavirus stuff going on. Woo! Apocalypse mania, brother. Welcome to the SmackDown, brother. We got humanity versus the big bad coronavirus. And it's going to be crazy, brother. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> I love doing I love doing uh uh Hulk Hogan, whatever that dude's name is. I can see him but I can never say his name. Hear that everybody? That is Madison the fucking intern. Uh <laughs> talking when talking when we're on mic. Alright. Alright, people kinda are going nuts though. Check it out. Fear spreads like wildfire uh between them and it's almost never reasonable, but it does happen. Um, it's kind of like a cattle stampede. That's pretty much just like what uh, what people do when they get scared. And, and it's a theory called herd mentality, which, yes, we all suffer from it. Uh, no matter how special and unique of uh, like a snowflake you are, you still got it. Um, I have it. You have it. We all do. Uh, check it out, though. It's pretty interesting. Or better yet, let's talk about it here. Herd mentality is defined as the tendency for people's behavior and beliefs to conform to uh, to those of the group to which they belong. And it doesn't just apply to fear. It's literally everything. Like, have you ever been accepted into a new friend group or got a new job, went to a concert, uh, get a new, a better half or like whatever. And then you notice like a slight change in your behavior or maybe a big one. Well, I for sure have for one in like literally all of those situations. Um, we all do it it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It's something that's helped keep, you know, humans around for millions of years. Um, in this case though, uh, it's called the fear factor and no, that's not a joke or reference to Joe Rogan. Although I freaking love that dude. So people are freaked out and it's pretty understandable to be honest. Um, the coronavirus is no joke and it's only going to keep going. Um, as of recording this, it's killed 3,115 people and has infected over 90,000 people worldwide. That's still less than the flu just this year, but this is looking like it might be, you know, only the tip of the iceberg. So get ready for zombies. The end is nigh, bitches. 
Well, not exactly, but you can see why people would be scared. Um, there have been six deaths and over 90 infections in the state so far, mostly in Washington state. And in Washington state, it's been kind of fucking whack. So people are trying to stock up on food, water, supplies, provisions, all that kind of stuff. They are There are crazy lines outside of grocery stores and big shortages on everything. Oh, so that brings up another thing. Masks have been flying off the shelves. Companies cannot make these masks, you know, the, the little blue ones like what doctors wear. Companies can't make them fast enough to keep up with the demand right now. Don't buy the masks. They don't actually help, or at least according to the CDC, who I for sure believe over any other single person who talks to me about this stuff. Plus, they also warn that when you buy the masks and you're not sick, then you're actively hurting people who are sick and are trying to get better. They, uh, they help the sick to get better, but they don't help the healthy not to get sick. So quit buying the masks, you healthy assholes. Uh, there have been a lot of people fighting with other people outside of grocery stores over, you know, groceries and other shit. A dude got shot. Another dude got caught busted or he, he got busted blowing another dude behind a Walmart dumpster for a king size almond joy. A woman was apprehended after swinging her daughter by the ankles to hit other shoppers and take all the Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay, the Almond Joy and the Cheerios thing is for sure fake news, but (laughs) you get my point. People are starting to freak the fuck out, and in America, we're just now starting to get a small taste of what's been happening in places like China and Italy for weeks now, and it's probably not going to get better anytime soon. But yeah, like on Saturday, um, me and my friend Jason... We went to the store. Jason called me and said we should probably get some food after he saw all the stuff going on. So, you know, naturally, we went to Walmart and started preparing for the uh, the apocalypse. Not really, but kind of. I really just ended up buying a bunch of shitty, like, Maruchan ramen noodles and, like, Vienna sausages. And I'm praying to God that I don't ever have to eat any of it because, you know, that stuff is just fucking awful. And, you know, I don't want to. And it's terrible and horrible tasting and bad for you. And how long can I make this list? I don't know. But yeah, y'all might want to just like, I don't know, grab like three days worth of, you know, non-perishables, but no more. Um, before people get, you know, even more freaked out and you can't really find anything. It's just kind of a good idea to have anyways in case of an emergency, but stay away from those goddamn masks. So further updates, there's nothing new really out in North Korea, except that they've been getting hit with the coronavirus pretty bad, but nobody knows how bad because they don't report anything or let anyone in or accept any aid or whatever. Uh, Iran, however, does have some good news. An advisor to the Supreme Leader died from the coronavirus. And why is that good news? Because all those dudes are a bunch of asshats, not the people of Iran, just their top leadership and Well, they're a bunch of dipshits too, to be honest, but you already knew that. Um, They're not accepting any aid whatsoever to uh, to help with the coronavirus because, you know, the Supreme Leader knows best. He's uh, he's the best at everything. He's he's uh, the best scientist in the world, guys. So uh, what that dude is failing to understand is that it's not just their problem when it gets out of hand in their own country. It's everyone's problem because it will get worse and it will spread more rapidly than it would if they just take the help. Aight, that's it for the updates. We got old Scallywag coming up here in just a minute to tell us exactly what Super Tuesday is and why it's important, why we should pay attention tomorrow, or I guess for y'all it's today, Uh, but not before a word from today's sponsor. Today's episode of The Salt is brought to you by 
Joe Rogan's containment, obstruction, and contagion killer, abbreviated nicely to J-R-C-O-C-K or Junior Cock. Trust me, this shit works. How do you think that I've kept from getting the coronavirus so far? <coughs> as, I, as I was saying, Joe Rogan has years and years and years of martial arts training, and he will personally come and kick the shit out of you uh, the shit being the contagion and then contain it with those ninja-like moves and rock-hard glutes. Uh, order yours today at juniorcock.com and show that nasty coronavirus who's boss. And get the fuck out of here. That's not our sponsor. I wish it was. I love that. <laughs> I'm just picturing Joe Rogan showing up on my doorstep with like this mean scowl on his face and like the, the sunlight just glistening off of his bald ass head and then he just immediately starts like beating the fuck out of me like roundhouse kicking me over and over in the face but <laughs> for sure that wouldn't be funny in real life i would absolutely die but it's pretty funny in my head and junior cock come on people that's gold send him an email for me hopefully i you know don't get sued anyways we got old scallywag into house tonight and he's going to explain what super tuesday is why it's important and why you should pay attention as y'all are listening to this, it's either happening right now or has already happened and the results will be in the updates next week. So ladies, give it up for Casey Skaggs. Gentlemen, you can just clap. All right. Hey, what up? We got uh, Casey Skaggs in studio today. He is uh, one of our research nerds. Casey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good to be here. Good to be here. He, uh, side note, Casey is one of my roommates, so he's always fucking like across the living room from the salt <laughs> shaker. Um, to say he's in studio is, I mean, he's always at least near studio. I mean, so, I live here, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he do, he do. Um, we're going to be talking about Super Tuesday today. Casey's a real expert on that kind of stuff, so he's going to be kind of explaining it to us. Um, Casey, can you give us generally an idea what Super Tuesday actually is? Because we hear that term tossed around a lot on the news, but. You know, it myself included, I didn't know what the fuck it was till like a day or two ago. Yeah. First of all, I'll start with, you know, the history of Super Tuesday and the reason it's important and then break it down why it's important to this current election. So historically, Super Tuesday has always been the the biggest chance for delegates to get for presidential candidates to get the most delegates in one swing. It's actually one third of the total amount of delegates for the entire presidential primary season. So this is like the end-all be-all for candidates that want to make a stand. So so it's a third of delegates for the whole primary? So it's a third of delegates. There's about 4,000 total delegates, a little bit less than 4,000, about 3,900 and something in the entire primary season. And this this has about 1,900, so it's a good chunk of the delegates. What about the other two-thirds of the delegates? So they're going to come in – we've seen the first four. Those are heavily – politicized through February. That's really when we see the the opening round, if you want to call it that, of the primary season. We see how some candidates will perform during that time. But this is uh, the biggest push. So the rest from here on out will be uh, a couple states at a time, but nothing this big. This is the biggest amount of delegates in one swoop, uh, close to like a general election uh, as far as how big and how vast the amount of delegates and the populations that we're going to be seeing are going to be very diverse within Super Tuesday. Right. And is that only the Democratic Party that's uh, that's involved in Super Tuesday or is it both? <clears throat> so no, uh, 
this year is what's known as an incumbent year uh, for the Republican Party. So right. last uh, presidential election in 2016, we actually saw both the Republicans and the Democrats uh, participating in the primary stage. This year, because we have an incumbent, an incumbent means uh, the president in office is of a certain party. This year it is uh, the Republican Party. There's only one candidate that is actually going up against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually will see something interesting within the Super Tuesday within the Republicans. We've been focusing a lot on Democrats because that's really the most important part of primaries because the incumbent's probably going to win. But we're seeing the Republican primary. We're seeing the state, the home state, for the only person going up against Trump in uh, North Carolina. Word. Um, and real quick, can you explain to us what a, uh, what a delegate actually is? Sure. So... Um, I'll break it down from the smallest and build it up. So I'm sure most of the listeners will know what a voter is. So a voter is an individual like myself or yourself. Right. And we go up to the to- the, the, the booths and we end up voting. So our votes are counted and then there's a person that is ahead of that area, district, whether it be a county or something like that, and they will go vote for us. And those people are called delegates. Now, what's interesting with the primaries is there's something called pledged delegates. So some states have delegates that don't vote necessarily the way that their districts will vote, and they're not tied to a district. They're big wigs within the DNC or the RNC. It's people that have contributed a lot to the party, and what they end up doing is voting in the best interests of the party or the best interests of who they represent. Okay, cool. So what have we seen leading up to Super Tuesday so far? Like, what would be of note? So of note, uh, before Super Tuesday, we've seen four elections so far. So we've seen Iowa, we've seen New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina. Now, the first two to vote were both predominantly white. And the reason demographics, we can talk about demographics, the reason demographics is important is both of those states are, are predominantly white. Now, some of the presidential candidates have massive amounts of supports from uh, you know, African-American voters or Hispanic voters. So we're going to be seeing a whole array. We saw in Nevada, we saw Bernie win with, there's a, that was the first look at the Hispanic voting population. And in South, South, uh, South Carolina, we saw Biden win. Mm-hmm. Now, Biden has a lot of support from the African-American League. Right. Um, so what, we're, what we've seen so far, the small sample size we've gotten is the way that it looks to be in the future as far as the way that demographics will vote, which is important because states are made up of demographics that typically will vote in the way of their race, creed, or color. Yeah, you know what? I remember <clears throat> I remember we learned a little bit about that in our public opinion class. Um, can you talk a little bit about how demographics like race, age, religion, that sort of thing, and age would affect the way a person votes? Yeah, so there's three common things that we look at when we're looking at demographics as far as uh, the way you're going to vote. Specifically, when you're looking at the primary season, it's how you're going to vote depending on candidate. But if it's in the general election, you'll be looking at these a little differently. You'll see which direction, binary, Republican, or Democrat. Now, within the demographics that we look at, majority is age and race. Those are the two biggest. Right. So the older you are, you're more likely to vote, but you're also more likely to vote a certain way. And if you are, uh, let's say, African-American versus white, you're typically going to make different decisions on how you vote. So based off of things that are tangible about you that aren't, say, ideology, 
there's typically a preconceived notion of the way you're going to vote. Okay, word. And so in regards to Super Tuesday, how do those demographics, those voting demographics affect it? And why is it important in this particular Super Tuesday? So Super Tuesday is um, it's the best encapsulation of America as a whole because it is so much of America. There's southern states. There's a sole northern state uh, being... Um, Jeez, Minnesota. You have California in in there. You have Texas. Uh, you have some of the smaller states like Arkansas, and you have Oklahoma, Colorado. So you're taking a a smeddling of all of America. We can talk about how across America and where you live also determines votes, but this is the first time we're seeing America as a whole, and not just a small sample size of uh, individual states. So it's important to look at demographics because each state shows a little bit higher percentage of different demographics. I mean, Texas is going to have higher Hispanics than, say, um, Colorado. So it's important to take that into account because Hispanics are going to be much more likely to vote for a specific presidential candidate versus, let's say, a, a state that's predominantly not uh, Hispanic. Okay. And the delegates, if I understood right, those those delegates are chosen to represent different demographics within the country, right? Uh, demographics, not as much as the general demographics that you think about when you think age, race, and color. It's The demographic for that is actually a population center. So right. a county, uh, we have districts, we have voting districts that are made up of several counties, uh, and that's who they're representing. Not as much as I am just representing the specific demographic of 45 to 85 year olds within this area. No, I'm representing all of the people within that area and what they decide to vote for. Okay. And for clarification, how are delegates chosen? So delegates are through the, uh, the parties. So okay. the, the parties have a good amount of power when it comes to primaries. That's why you don't see as, as many um, independent candidates. We're seeing candidates that are not typical to the party and they won't vote the way that the party typically does right and they will campaign under the guises of the party so that's important because the parties have a lot of power and one of their powers is the fact that they own the delegates so it to become a delegate you have to be able to serve your party whether it be the democrats or the republicans it's the uh, the rnc or the dnc if i put in enough service for them and i do what they like then they will promote me within the party to then represent the party Huh. So what you're saying is that I could never, ever be a delegate. I would never get chosen. Uh, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to put in <laughs> long man hours and have probably a good amount of money to uh, grease some palms to get a delegate spot. I'd have to actually fucking uh, fight under a flag, which I've, you know. Yeah, you could uh, not. It would be very, very difficult to be a independent uh, delegate unless yeah. you're some fringe party that's not going to get any votes. Yeah, who wants to be part of that, right? <laughs> not in America. It's not in America. Maybe if you're talking about a proportional representation system, but not in America. Yeah. Well, bro, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, not specifically on Super Tuesday. I think it's uh, I think one thing that's actually I, now that I can think of it that would be important about specifically Super Tuesday is this is really where the the herd thins. Okay. Um, you know, we've seen in the past few days several candidates dropping out, and my my assumption for that is they have not looked at the numbers very favorably for themselves on Super Tuesday. And there's a few candidates that will gain traction in the early four states that will mm -hmm. then see almost all of that go away on Super Tuesday, and they will end up either canceling their campaign or they call it putting it on hold. Uh, so we'll see some of the candidates that don't do well 
in in this Super Tuesday, they'll they'll drop out within maybe even Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So is it kind of a way to to kind of weed out those candidates that just aren't going to do well? Is it for sure? So they use it as a way to figure out who's got the best electability and weed out those that don't. Um, In a way, I don't think that is the reason behind why they decided to do this. Uh, You know, having so many delegates at once, I don't think that was the proposed idea behind it, but it definitely works as, uh, you know, a, a, a checkpoint or a gate rather for candidates that, are underperforming to hang up the cleats, if you may. Okay. Well, bro, thank you so much for coming on. Fucking, um, I think we all know, I think we all know a lot more about Super Tuesday now. I know I for sure do. My head is fucking uh, exploding. Yeah, sorry if that was a little uh, complex. I am your research nerd, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Casey. Yeah, no problem. Pleasure. Good stuff, man. I hope y'all learned as much as I did. That was really badass. Casey knows quite a bit about politics. He uh, sometimes will uh, just kind of sit around drinking in the kitchen and, you know, talk politics for hours. But by us talking politics, I mean, like, he's talking politics and I'm just sitting there on the edge of my seat just listening and listening intently. So I really hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening today, Salty Winches. As always, it's been a real pleasure. For sure, for sure, check out our Instagram. The handle is at the salt underscore podcast and join the order of the salt today. We be sharing some cool shit on there. If you want to get a free sticker in the mail, uh, for sure send in a picture of you holding a sign similar to the ones we've got up on the page. We'll post it, tag you, and send you a whole ass free sticker. You can DM us on there or just shoot an email to info.thesaltpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, nudes, or dirty jokes. They're always welcome, and if I don't like them, I bet you I know someone who will. Uh, Thanks again to the team here at The Salt and at Iliad Media as a whole. Y'all are fucking awesome. Keep an eye out for my book, Putin is a Dickhead, coming soon to a Kindle app near you. Thanks again for listening today, Salty Winches, and remember not just to take your news with a grain of salt, but to take it with the salt. I had him out this bitch! Back to you, salty winches. This is your host, Ryan Chuck Miller, signing off.